Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the UI Breakfast Podcast. I'm your host, Jane Portman, and today our awesome guest, once again, is Brian Castle, founder of Zip Passage these days, and we're going to talk about asynchronous conversations. This show is brought to you by UserList, the best tool for sending onboarding emails and segmenting your SaaS users. To follow the best practices, download our free printable email planning worksheets at uselist.com worksheets. Hey, Brian. Hey, Jane. Yeah, thanks for having me on. We're glad to have you again. According to the archives, you were here in 2017. Imagine how many things have changed since then, it's, right? <laughs> it's it's just a, a long blur. Every year, I can't even remember what I was working on. <laughs> like last year, I, I, I can't remember four years ago. <laughs> so for those listeners who are new, could you give us a quick update what you do these days and a bit of your background story? Well, hopefully here in 2022, it's a lot simpler. <laughs> That, that's been sort of my goal over the last like six months. I, I've literally been selling several of my businesses so that I can just focus on the one, which is uh, ZipMessage. And ZipMessage is, is a tool for, as we're talking about today, asynchronous uh, video messaging, but you can also do audio and text and screen and stuff like that. And it's it's for frictionless, being, being able to send a, a link to anyone, a, a client, a customer, a teammate, and, and get into a conversation um, asynchronously. And so I've been working on that for the past year. I started working on it in January of 2021 and it's had a really good first year, I think, and pretty good traction so far. So I'm really heavily focused on that this year. And I sold my business audience ops a few months ago, which was sort of the thing that I had been really focused on for the last like seven years. That was sort of a bigger chapter. And then I, I hacked on a few other SaaS products. Process Kit was was one that I worked on for a few years, and I also just sold that business like just two weeks ago. So, you know, really just trying to clear the space, clear the portfolio to to really go all in on my time and effort on here on Zip Message. Yeah, congratulations on making all these huge steps and a series of successful sales. Seriously, it was pretty rapid that in January two thousand. 21, you were so inspired to start working on ZipMessage. And then it over the course of 2021, it just like unfolded, right? You, you cleared their plate and focused entirely and you took funding and you're growing. That's amazing. Yeah, it's it was definitely an exciting year. I, I wrote like a, a recap blog post where I called it a, a big shakeup year, right? <laughs> 2021. Yeah, I mean, it's been exciting with ZipMessage because it moved so fast. From the idea to building a very early version of it, um, that was really just a three-month process, just hacking on the, the core idea for three months, getting it into the hands of users. And then we started bringing on the first uh, paying customers in April of 2021. And then uh, it's been you know growing ever since. And we still have tons of work to do, more growth to unlock hopefully this year, but it's been, uh, it's been pretty fun. But of course, I've when we talk about these things on podcasts, it, it sounds like, oh, it's so clean cut. Like first I'm working on this, then I'm working on that. But there was a lot of overlap, a lot of distraction. I mean, I spent a lot of the fall in 2021 handling the the deal to sell audience ops and then, you know, working through potential buyers on process kit and then taking funding. And it was a pretty chaotic year. It wasn't, it wasn't very easy to be honest, but hopefully this year is going to be a lot more focused. 
So today we're here to talk about asynchronous conversations and the internet has been full of articles on how to do remote work and stuff like that. Today, I would love to get more into the mechanics of successful async mode and uh, what you can teach others, given that you provide a tool for that. So let's start with defining what asynchronous means. Yeah, I, actually, let me just step back because I don't want this to sound like, okay, okay we have a tool, so now I'm just going <laughs> to talk about asynchronous, right? Which is, of, of course, that's true. But going back years, I mean, in my company, Audience Ops, at the time that I sold it, we had a team of 25 people all over the world. And I was running that business for almost seven years, and we had almost zero meetings. I mean, literally, we never met. <laughs> <laughs> here and there, I would have a call with, with some of the managers. And early on, I tried doing like weekly sort of stand-up meetings with the team, but they just did not last very long. It was we Everybody on the team, myself especially included, we felt so much more productive in asynchronous communication. And th this was well before Zip Message, right? Like we, we were using Slack, we were using email. Occasionally, we would, we would send, you know, Loom messages back and forth and, and stuff like that. But it was all about asynchronous because, again, we had the time zone stuff, but it was also, we found it much more productive because we could, we could literally have a history and a referenceable log of who said what and when, and we can go back to what that person said and, and not lose any of the details because it was all logged in asynchronous communication. So that worked really well for us. And then sort of fast forward to the past year when I'm doing you know customer support and I want to get a video back from a customer, that's where zip message really started to, to come into play. I think the other thing about asynchronous these days, remote work is not new, especially our industry has been heavily remote even well before the pandemic. But obviously now like the whole world has gone remote. I think remote work is now shifting into, into its next phase where companies aren't just dealing with like, how do we go remote? A lot of companies are like, well, we've been remote. Now they're thinking about how do we do remote better? Like, yes, we're remote, we know that, but how do we actually optimize the way that we work now that we're a remote company or, or a remote culture? So they're looking at obviously different tools, but really just more like, like different ways of essentially replacing live meetings because it never, it never really made sense to me. Again, going back years, like it never really made sense as a remote company to try to mimic what an in-person office would do right? Like they, they would have meetings or they would have, Hey, can I pull you off your computer and have a quick conversation? Like that's live. You would talk to somebody live. So synchronous, but in the remote work, like asynchronous just sort of fits better. Right. And especially when people are not working the same hours, like even if you're in the same time zone, some people are morning people, some people are evening workers, you know, you know, I, I'm not anti, I do hop on zoom calls from time to time. And I think that there are certain cases where it is good to get on a live call with people. But especially when you're talking about collaborative work, I find async to be a lot better. And, and I can get more into the actual dynamics of that too. To be entirely transparent, it's not just about conversations. It can be, you know, the famous documents instead of meetings for Stripe, for example. It's not, it doesn't have to be a Slack chat or anything. It can also be collaborating on a document or something. So there are right. many ways to solve this. So I guess... Yeah. Sync means people being together in real time and async is everything that is not real time thing. 
<laughs> yes. Yeah. And, you know, async is not new. I mean, think about text messaging or email. That's all asynchronous, right? Same with chat. So like Slack. Chat start, starts to blur the line because if you're both there at the same time and you're chatting live, then it's sort of live. But you could drop a message and they see it later. So that's asynchronous. And, you know, it's a, you bring up a good point, like having a, a working document as a collaboration tool. Like I like to do that a lot too. And I like to combine a document with a video async conversation, you know, using zip message. So what we would do is I, I do this a lot with people that I'm working with. I'll pull up like a Notion document or a Google doc or something like that. And most of my screen is showing that document. And then I have my video and then we can literally talk through our points because you know, text can only communicate so much. Like, yes, you can type exactly what you need to say, but you're missing all the body language. You're missing the, the emphasis. You're missing which points are more important than other points. Like that kind of stuff. That's why people tend to resort to, hey, can we hop on a Zoom call to talk about this so that we can talk face-to-face? But then you lose what I think are some really important benefits of, of actually leveraging async because I think that, that a lot of things get lost in a live Zoom call too. We've talked that async is great and you can work at your comfortable time. You can think through your responses. You can reference the history. But what are the drawbacks? What are the problems and the challenges? You know, one of them is consumption of, of the messages, right? So if I receive an email, I can see it at a glance and I can get the, get the point very quickly. I could just read it. But if I get a, a five-minute recording from someone, then I have to watch it. I, of course, we have 2x speed and I use it all the time. So I'll watch a five-minute thing in two and a half minutes. But, but still, it can be a little bit cumbersome to have to watch, especially if you're receiving a lot of uh, messages. We have ways to deal with that now that we're working through. I mean, we have like automatic transcriptions and things like that. But you know, it's, it's a different sort of dynamic. But again, I, I, I feel like things like that, there, there are benefits that are outweighed. Um, the thing that I love to talk about on, on shows like this is not just the convenience factor, but how you can actually leverage async to, to lead to better outcomes for, for your work, for your projects, and for your business. You we know? just need um, examples there. Like you can't just say yeah. it's better. So <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, um, so let's say you and I are working on a, let's say I, I, I hired a, a marketing person to work with me on, on a new marketing initiative. Right. And, and it starts off by like, okay, our goal is this, and we need to solve this problem. What do you think we should do about that? What do you think is, is the best solution to, or how about like, what article should we, should we draft and write for our blog uh, so that we can get a lot of traffic? If I just ask that question on a live Zoom call, the person has to come up with an answer right now. They, they have to be like, well, we could do this or that, or how about this? And they didn't take the time to research it or think about like, well, they need space and time to go back and think about it. Maybe do the keyword research, maybe take a walk and, and think through the strategy behind this, and then come back to me with their best, well-researched, the best idea possible. So right there, by, by going asynchronous, we have space so that each person can actually contribute the best idea that they have to offer, not the first idea that comes to mind because we're, they're put on the spot on a live Zoom call. And then I receive their message and then I can go take a walk. I could sleep on it and I can think about it and I can come back with my feedback that's a lot more constructive than it would be if I'm just giving my gut reaction because somebody told me something right now on a, on a Zoom call. So again, like that's a much higher quality. Like my collaborator is 
contributing their best ideas. I'm able to give my best feedback because we, we have space. You go back and forth that way a number of times, that results in a more effective marketing campaign, a, a better article, a better blog, you know, whatever it is that we're working on is, is a better outcome because we had space to, to think about it. And then the other, the other big example that I love is, and I use it all the time, is hiring. And this is where I like to see like a hybrid of a, of a live Zoom call and then asynchronous. So I put out a job application to hire someone. I can take applications asynchronously. Those can be written applications, but they could also attach a video message, maybe show their screen of a project that they recently worked on. So right there, I, could, I can get a better sense of the field of, of candidates. Then I, I might narrow it down. And then this is where like a live Zoom call helps. I, I like to get on a call just to meet the person. So that's where I think a, a live call is good to get a feel for somebody's comp, like personality, see, see about personality fit, right? Have a 10, 15 minute meet and greet type of call. But that's not enough to evaluate whether this person is going to be a really good long-term team member. You know, just a 15-minute interview is definitely not enough. So that's where the follow-up async really, really helps. So usually, traditionally, what companies would do is they would schedule a follow-up interview, maybe two or three follow-up interviews, and maybe do that with 10, 20 different candidates. Now you're spending an entire month on Zoom calls just trying to hire for one position. What I like to do is do the 15-minute meet and greet. Okay, the personality fit went well. We, we, we like each other. It, it seems like there, there could be a potential fit here. Now let's spend the next week or two in an asynchronous back and forth. And that's where we deep dive on their background or the vision for this role and what we're trying to do together and get their ideas and see how they respond and how they, how they take the space to prepare their best responses. Now, now I can, can get a much better feel for how much does this person really have to contribute to my team before I make the call on hiring them or not? You know, I, I've, I mean, I've been able to hire people in the past year and, and most of that happened over zip message where it was like, we, I never would have uncovered, uh, the talent here or, or, or the communication style, you know, if, if we hadn't gone back and forth that way first, you know, I can confirm the hiring use case because we used a zip message in November and December when we were hiring for customer success at Huselist. And I belong to the people who don't like exchanging video messages at all. However, I am a strong believer in, you know, making that top level of the funnel when you hire as wide as possible and giving chance to applications that look, I don't know, maybe not 100% stellar, but 90% good or whatever. So giving chance to more people send us a video intro, for example, as a next step. What I found is, is the screen messages are much better. Yes. And actually what I found was the best candidates, like I don't even ask them to do this, but the, be the better candidates, they, they hop into the, the, to the async back and forth and immediately they go to, let me create a doc or a Google Slides presentation and present that on my message when they're responding back. So so if we're talking about the vision for a new role, a person would create a doc or create a slide deck about like how they see, like presenting their ideas on screen and them talking through it. Like that's, that's just a really great way to, to get a feel for what, what does this person actually have to contribute here, you know? Or the other one that I like to ask people to do is, hey, share your screen and show me a recent project that you worked on. And then they can show their work. And that's, that's really helpful. You, know? you have experience of running 
teams with so many people across different time zones, especially that you handled so much production work at Audience Ops, for example. What are your best top five tips for running a team asynchronously? First and foremost, by, by far, it's, it's the actual people. And the team at Audience Ops, I'll never stop saying it. They were amazing. They continue to be amazing. They, they, still, they still work there today without me. We had really great people, but then we, over the years, we optimized who we chose to hire and who we sought to hire. Like we found these are certain characteristics of people that work really well for audience ops long-term. And so then we were able to filter and optimize our hiring process to, to find more people like that. And so, you know, those are people who are completely comfortable, not only working remotely, but but communicating asynchronously because we we did work with people who are really talented writers or something like that, but they just couldn't communicate. Um, they couldn't respond to messages in a timely fashion, and that that sort of thing just never worked for us. So it's very particular to each individual business. But in that business, something that was important for us was so we worked with a lot of contractors, like freelancers, but they but they were team members for the long term. So they, they would be on like part time long-term retainers with, with audience ops. And so we found that people who were full-time freelancers worked best. So we didn't really hire anybody who was doing this nights and weekends, but also we, we didn't want to hire new freelancers. So you can't just say like, I quit my job last month and now I'm looking for something. We're, we're looking for someone who has been sustaining freelance for like a year or more and then, and then bring them on, you know, and then we look for other Th typical things that I would still look for in almost any company that I'm, that I'm working in is just like, you know, leave your ego at, at the door. Like we're here to be collaborative and, and just be a positive person, you know, those kinds of things. And as for the actual mechanics, are there any things that you used to do and then you stopped doing or started doing versus your early years? Well, it's interesting now, like, so audience ops was a productized service. So very, very process oriented. We had hundreds of SOPs documented. And, and that's what really made our production flows work really, really well and scale them and, and, and all that. And, and I was out of the day-to-day -day because we had really good processes. I'm actually kind of curious about your, your experience with UserList because now with a SaaS, um, I have a, a small group of people that I work with on uh, like a very small group with, with ZipMessage. And it's process is not, we have certain things that we use processes for, but it's it's just not a big focus. We're just building stuff every month. And that's on both product and marketing stuff. We're just creating and we're, and we're building and we're shipping. And the next month we're creating and building shipping something completely different. So having those repeatable production line kind of stuff is not as important. It actually feels a little bit more chaotic to me now running the SaaS than, than it did running a team of 25 people on, on a productized service. And it's something I'm still sort of, sort of dealing with, you know. UserList in that regard is a bit more established than ZipMessage, I guess, just because it's four years old. And we do have a bunch of marketing processes that are more like production line. We do have podcasts. We do have processes around webinars. We're, we call them workshops. We do have a process around publishing. We have like dedicated days for doing this and that. And there is a bunch of processes we're tied in. And the only time-sensitive stuff that is not process driven as support because you never know what's going to be inside mm -hmm. the inbox. We do have a new team member responsible for that. Hey, Shuvra. It's getting better because uh, we can remove more ourselves from there, me and Benedict, but 
yeah, it's 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 interesting yeah. how to to leverage that dynamic. We've got a pretty good process for the product development cycle of like taking issues and testing them and pushing them to staging and production. But then, uh, yeah, marketing is where it's like we're just running all sorts of random projects right now. <laughs> you know? I'm sure you'll get to more, yeah. <laughs> to more boring, mature state eventually. <laughs> yeah. As you were putting together ZipMessage and you have certain productivity advice that comes with it, have you been inspired by any other synchronous leaders or tools out there, either blogs or software? And I'm not just looking at Slack, but also maybe, <laughs> I don't know, not just Slack and Basecamp, but maybe something else. Yeah, I mean, I, I like I tend to take a lot of inspiration from all sorts of tools and, and really more so like certain founders and certain teams. You know, in terms of the the tool itself for ZipMessage, I don't really look too much at like obviously I have used Loom in the past and and other video tools and stuff, but like I don't I don't take inspiration for how ZipMessage should be designed based on what other similar tools are doing. I, I try to I really design the the solution based on does this solve the our customers' problem that they're asking for. Um, where I really take a lot more inspiration is just other products and companies. So, I mean, I'm going to forget so many right now, but like just off the top of my head, well, you guys with, with user list has have always been a, a great inspiration for me. Derek with, with Savvy Cow, you know, the, the Basecamp guys like that. I've been such a fan of of Jason Freed and I know they've been controversial. They they always have been controversial, but like, <laughs> but the way that they they've they've built their company and and their their philosophy to to designing a product, I really like. Sort of like no BS. Like I mean, in that in the actual product design, is it's kind of like a no BS approach to like this solves the problem. So just design it this way. You know, I really like that that sort of thing. There's 50 more that I'm forgetting about right now, but <laughs> I'm a friend of uh, Adam Wathens, and he he's built Tailwind CSS, which is uh, a tool that I has completely changed the entire game of designing and building things on the internet, I, I believe. And I'm just such a, such a fan of, of Tailwind, the, the tool that, that he and his team have built, but now, now it's gotten so big and he's building a really impressive uh, company around it. That's been a, a pretty big inspiration, a, a very different type of business and everything, but it's a tool that I just think is, has, for those who, who aren't really uh, up on the, on Tailwind, I think it has been such a tremendous game changer in the way that things are designed and built. So we actually had Adam and Steve here maybe oh, yeah. a year or two ago. It was a great interview. I'm delighted by the content empire they built around Tailwind as well. Oh, yeah. They have yeah, been sure. promoting it for like two years. And also the refactoring UI, like as a as a yeah. part of that empire. They had sure. they had shared some numbers and I was blown away that it could do something yeah. like that with the product seriously <laughs> so huge yeah. kudos to the guys i'm glad that you brought that up so if there is a company that is not fully remote as of today and they're trying to bring their conversation in line and we're wrapping up this episode so this is going to be kind of finishing advice what would be your recommendation how to approach this how to pick the hmm. tools how to set up the processes what to do and not to do well Shifting from in-person to remote, I don't know if I'm the best person for that because I have been fully remote for all going on 13 years of being self-employed. I used to work in an office back back in before that, but me and my team have, have always been remote. So I don't know about making the shift. And 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 frankly, I, you know, there's today there's a lot of controversy around like 
uh, companies br- pulling their employees back from remote back back to the, like uh, especially like larger c- corporations and stuff like that. I don't fully agree with a lot of the outrage there. Just to <laughs> like like I think if a com- like if company like Apple in person collaboration is probably a, a core part of their culture, and a lot of people have had like outrage over they're not letting their employees stay fully remote and well that's that's sort of in apple's dna anyway that that's a tangent <laughs> um in terms of you know choosing tools I, I it's always a preference thing every every team and every you know group of people are are going to have something that that fits but like that that's why i think that's why we see so many competitors in every single space and that's why there can be and i think that there should be lots of competitors in every space now because there's always going to be a, a short list of features that are more important to other people and and even just the feel of of a tool is just going to click with some people and not others so that's that's why you know there's always going to be competitors and i and i want there to be um so um yeah it's, it's that's that's probably like the worst answer to the question but i, I think it's sort of just like a matter of of preference you know where can people find more of your personal writing and also more of Zip Message online? Well, Zip Message is, is at zipmessage.com. We, we've got a, a, a pretty good free plan. Uh, so I would, I would love to hear you try it out. And if you have any questions or uh, feedback about it, um, you know, you can send me a Zip Message. You can send me a message at zipmessage.com slash Brian. That, that's one of the cool things about it is that you can like literally share your um, your own link. And that's where others can message you, which is a little bit different. Um, I mean, I, I'm most active on Twitter at cast jam. And, uh, that's really where I, where I actually do most of my writing these days is, is, is in the form of tweets. So, yeah. And, and then, you know, I, I host a podcast with Jordan Gal uh, called bootstrapped web. And as we record this, I'm just beginning starting up a new podcast this year in 2022. That's going to be, uh, you know, featuring conversations with other people. And Jane, you're going to be one of the first guests on that. I'm excited so about that. So lovely. Yeah. <laughs> Is there a landing page for that yet? I'm going to say a name. And it's very possible that this name will change 10 more times between now and the time we, we publish it. The one that I'm settling on right now is called Open Threads. Uh, it's going nice. to be be at openthreads.co. And again, <laughs> that that has already changed like 10, 10 times in the past week. So I don't know. You like new domain names, don't you? Because if if I were doing this, I would just do maybe zipmessage.com slash podcast. <laughs> and, yeah, this, uh, well, this is not going to be, <laughs> this isn't really going to be a zip message property. Ah, it's, interesting. It's, uh, it's, I would probably think of it more like your UI breakfast sort of thing. So like a so. personal project to experiment with. I, I love to get on the mics and talk to people and, and it's basically in, I'm, I'm not doing blog, like a personal blog writing anymore. And I almost never write newsletters. It's just a way for me to be out there and talk to more people and it's fun for me. So, so yeah, I just wanted to have like a space, a podcast. The other thing that made it so hard to name it was that like, it's not niched down to one topic. The whole, the whole idea is like, I could talk to anyone about anything and this can live on for a long period of time and it can go in many different directions, you know? So, um, that's sort of the goal with this thing. Excited to see it live. Yeah. We'll see. Hopefully well, soon. Thank you for sharing your wisdom today, Brian. Uh, good luck with growing zip message and good luck with the new show. 
and let's see more of you in 2022. All right. Thanks, Dan.